Academy. I am <laughs> I am muted. Yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of Lunch Academy. This is episode 19, the Marcus Naslund episode. Sweet. I keep dropping these hockey bombs every single know, week. Shadi looks at me blankly. West Coast Express. Every single time. <laughs> but I appreciate that I have a guest that finally recognizes. I've been doing this every single episode. You know what's crazy? The first thing I thought of was Marcus Naslund when he said 19. Yep. Exactly. That's that's how Vancouver boys roll. Die hard, you die hard. Yeah, so so this is I am Sam, your co-host as always, a star of the show. I have Shadi here with me. Hi everyone. I'm working on my hockey skills. You're, you're, I'm not. You seem more. You seem more muted. Skills. You seem more muted today. We're gonna have to get those energy levels up. Yes. Um. So why don't you introduce our lovely guest today? So today we've got Manny with us. Um. Pretty fortunate, busy guy. So thank you so much for your time for coming in. Uh, Manny is the co-founder and CRO of yep. Daily Hive. And Daily Hive is actually Canada's leading hyper-local digital publication, which is amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. And thank you, you guys. Did your have, research. Yeah, I think you guys <laughs> reached over 3.1 million readers. 4 million now. 4 million? Oh, yeah. my God. I Update read this this morning. Stats. Sorry, this sorry, morning. our stats guy. In four hours, they just came. Sorry, we're just going too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Growing so fast. Um, Manny's also a local entrepreneur and investor. So tapping into all the the hot industries in Vancouver. And I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit more about that later. But yeah, that's the lowdown. Sweet. So we're going to get back to Manny in a second. But since this is your first time on the show, we so we're, we're known for a couple of things. And, and really, this goes back to the culture of, of being a Vancouver podcast. And there's two things that people love about talking about in Vancouver. Can you take a guess what those things are? Uh, talk about the weather and they talk about real estate. Uh, that that's a close third so so we do we always do a weather report even though it's always like late uh and we always have food so give us the weather report first the weather report best weather report in vancouver by the way so for everybody who needs accurate weather reports please tap into launch academy um today it's sunny it's really nice out um did you wear a jacket i didn't wear a jacket i just showed up you could thin jacket layers uh, going to have some more sun this weekend and then a whole week of rain. So suck it up because <laughs> it's going to suck. <laughs> Next week is rain. Next week is all rain, but this weekend is nice. So enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> That's the weather. Oh man. <laughs> enjoy what you have now. Live in the now is the weather forecast. So, um, it looks like, it looks like we're not seeing what's on screen here. So I'll better do my best to describe it as, as our technician works out and I'll kind of sneak out to the back, but it was my turn to bring you food. So, so to go back into the history, now that we have like 19 episodes, we do have history. This originated around this podcast itself, originated around this office chat that Shadi lives a very healthy lifestyle. As you can tell, she goes running, she eats healthy. She eats all the yogurt and hemp and whatever. Um, I do not. Um, so, so the point of the podcast originally was we were going to feed each other really weird crap and it's evolved into hopefully something a little bit better. And so now every, anytime we have a guest on or anytime we have an episode, we always want to, you know, bring something interesting for our guests to eat. So it was my turn this week. Uh, I was at a coffee shop in a Coquitlam. That's very, very far away for, for Shadi. Shadi's never been to Coquitlam in her life. Like, it might as well be, like, I Moscow. I think I have been to Coquitlam. I, I think you're going to... through. I actually think she's going to hit, like, some obscure city in, like, the middle of Spain before she goes to Coquitlam. <laughs> like, that's how rare I think, like, her... Go- she may never go. I, I yeah. hear great things about Coquitlam. That's safe. Anyway, so so I was I was at a coffee shop, and, and it was called Standing Egg, and I saw this, and I was like, eh, it's safe enough that, that Shadi is going to like it. 
Um, so also, what we, we had no idea what the dietary restrictions uh, were. Until I, I, I took a chance, show. but I mean, it, it's dessert. So, so for those of you that are looking or can't look, um, they are uh, cartoon themed macarons. We have a Tigger, we have Cookie Monster, we have Elmo, we have Minions, we have, I think that's like a green Hello Kitty. Um, they look way too cute to eat. But the the cool part about it is, and we we've seen themed food before. It's not mm. it's nothing that new. But the cool thing that you know it's like I gotta get this on for the show is is they're actually flavored. Okay. Like so, each of those are different flavors. Interesting. So so give it a shot. I'm gonna pop over to check out where our video screen is at. Uh, but do we have to guess the flavor? Uh yeah. Do your best. I do have it on my phone somewhere. So so oh. take your pick. Whichever Here, one looks the choose. best for you to eat. Cookie Monster, of course. Uh, what's the name of this dude? It's like. He's in Winnie the Pooh, right? Tigger. Tigger? Is that Tigger? <laughs> I'm going to choose Tigger. Is Tigger pink? I can't believe how fast you answered that. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. like on it. You don't know Tigger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and you haven't been to Coquitlam for a while. <laughs> I didn't watch cartoons until I was like 13. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's pretty good. I have no idea what flavor this could be. Mm. It's pretty good. It's uh something. The colors are, the colors are so vibrant. <laughs> He's just saying this for on air. <laughs> Try not to offend me. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys feeding me? <laughs> oh, good. So let me, give me a second. This is live. I'm going to pull up the flavors. So Cookie Monster is hazelnut. Mm. So if uh, if you had a what's nut, this one nut allergy, <laughs> this is going to be a very <laughs> different episode. <laughs> was the EpiPen? <laughs> um, which one did you have? The Tigger one. Mm-hmm. Yours is really interesting. It's passion fruit milk chocolate. Oh my god, I would have never guessed that. I don't think of the, of the things to guess. Mm. Not I exactly. If I there. did, that would be badass. It's really good though. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, so I thought initially that, that, you know, standing in and made these things, but my wife was telling me like, Oh, there's actually like someone in town that actually designs all these and I guess sells them to, to bakeries in bulk. Awesome. Um, so I know there's another place, I think it's called crackle cream and they also sell something similar. So it, Shout out it, to whoever makes these. so it might actually be like the same batch. So I don't know if the camera's working, I don't, but I'm I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they can see it, but okay. they're, they're going to have to, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do it by ear. But, you know, going along, like, we're, we got Manny here, and we're really excited to do that. Um, it's been a while, so we've been, we've been kind of planning this for a while. Newsflash, we do plan for these podcasts. Yeah. Most of it is ad hoc. Some of it is planned. <laughs> but, like, we, w- we of course, like, we want to go dig uh, pretty deep into to how Daily Hive started. I know for, for myself, I recognize it as Van City Buzz. Um, that's that's a good old, the good old days, right? Like, that, that just tells me that I'm old and like shot was in like high school somewhere in victoria or something like that um but but like let's go back to the very beginning like the, i know there's a couple of you guys who started it what kind of triggered i guess back then the van city hive and and you know did you guys have media background or what was it what's the story yeah it really to be honest it, it just started as a passion project and a hobby uh, we were sitting around playing video games it's something that we do on a weekly basis um, just to always reconnect. Uh, we grew up together, myself and Carm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Carm, you want to start a blog? Blogs were becoming popular back then. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, sure. What do you want to write about? I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? He goes, <laughs> let's write about Vancouver. And then, so then we just started. And uh, it was more opinion-based before. Uh, we've had to take a lot of those articles down. Since <laughs> 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 um, it wouldn't apply today. 
but uh, yeah, and we were super passionate about our city. And uh, at the time, it was it was known as like the no fun city. Yep. And if you remember, I remember that it, it hashtag was, or something. It was something gloomy. Like that. Yeah. It was rainy, yeah. and like that. It was all like negative stories and like no fun Coover. violence and crime and no grizzlies. Like it was yep. just like it, the news was just reporting everything that was wrong with the city, and we yep. were like, hey, you know what? Why not let's let's talk about the positives and the cool people doing cool things, mm-hmm. and help people connect with their city, um, and let's help make it a better city. Um, so that was a, that kind of quickly became our mission. Very cool. Yeah. And and so prior to that, like, did you guys study, like, media in school, communication, journalism? Nah. Nah. Karn was an accountant. He was working <laughs> at Blends Coffee. He was a controller. <laughs> and, uh, That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, I was finishing up at SFU. Yeah. Uh, finishing my BBA, joint major in economics. Yeah. Um, I've always been entrepreneurial. Uh, you know, I, I started coding and, like, making websites when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Um, just had some good tech background. Um, and just like learning on my own yeah. and then, uh, yeah, to computer science, I was supposed to become a software engineer. I, I switched in my first semester to become, to switch over to business cause it's more challenging and more fun and more money. Um, although software engineers do amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've always been entrepreneurial. I'm a bad employee, so That's fair uh, enough. I knew I was going to be a business owner. One yeah. Day. Cause I remember, <laughs> I think one of the first iterations, it was on, it was on WordPress, right? I don't know if you guys are still on WordPress now, but, but uh, yeah, we're still on WordPress. I'm still on WordPress. But, but it's a little different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so back the then, front end, no, sorry, the wherever the posting and all that stuff and everything. But we got Ruby on Rails. Uh, yep. but we're switching everything over. We're going to React. Yep. Yeah. That's the trend. <laughs> you heard it here first, right? Like, who goes deep into the code source of, of Daily Hive? Yeah. It's like this is the <laughs> only <laughs> podcast that does that. <laughs> no, but that that's super cool. So, like, I guess at what point when you guys from a passion project to what were kind of like your your umph moments? Like, this could actually be a business i this could actually feed me my family so on so forth like i'm sure at first like any anybody can start a blog i've started like eight blogs mm-hmm. at no point during any of my blogs that i think like hey i'm gonna eat off this yeah. Yeah. right and and yeah. you know beyond that obviously now daily hive being being you know cross-national and stuff like that but what were kind of like some of the the moments that you thought like hey like this this is a thing yeah i mean you won't believe how much time we put into it right like just invested and uh just super passionate about it, and it was like a second full-time job. Yep. Um, Karm especially just was all over Twitter. And mm-hmm. it was his face for the longest time as Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just actually a few years ago, we switched over. Um, and it was all about like, you know, building relationships and being genuine and, uh, you know, connecting people even with, with coffee um, mm-hmm. offline. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being like, thank you for being you know, a loyal supporter. Um, and uh, we grew slowly but very organically in Vancouver. And that's been our biggest strength is we have that close connection with people, um, that loyalty, um, that brand equity that mm-hmm. we've built. Yeah. Um, and then as we grew, I think uh, in terms of monetization, in 2010, we saw a spike in traffic during the Olympics. We were yep. like, okay, cool. I think we're onto something. Let's, let's continue because we were assessing at the time. Okay, is this kind of what's So fun? you guys all still had kind of side jobs? And, yeah, and yeah. I, I did all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was doing pizza delivery while I was in university and even after for a little bit. And I was yep. just like, you know, let's focus on the business type of thing. Karma's mm-hmm. at Blends Coffee. He was, he's four years older than me. So he, he had been through school and everything. Um, and then like 2011 was a Canucks playoff run. We saw yep. some good uh, traffic then. And a lot of the mainstream started jumping on social media. Facebook uh, became more popular um, as well. Um, and, 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 then, um, and then in 2012, uh, we started focusing more on news, news stories, mm-hmm. and informing people. Because what we realized was 
people were coming to us for all their information and we felt like, oh, we have a responsibility to actually inform <laughs> yeah. people on what's going around in their neighborhood. Because you were saying yeah. at the beginning it was very opinion pieces, like yeah. this is what you noticed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, um, yeah, then in terms of when we thought it was going to become a business, we were just super focused on just building our following. Mm-hmm. And we knew we could monetize it after. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Instagram, right? Like yep. they had like 13 employees, had whatever, 100 million followers, whatever, how many followers they had and sold for like, what was it? How much they sold? 1.4 bill. 1.4 billion. Right. Yep. Has zero revenue. Right. Yep. But it's easy to monetize yep. Instagram now, as you can see. Yeah. And so we knew it was just about, you know, different ad placements yeah. and, you know, selling content and all that. And we had and seen like that brand forecast. equity, as you said, building. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We, we, it, was, it was more focused on, you know, building the best product possible, uh, improving, you know, every day. Uh, improving our content every day, improving our website every day, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll monetize. When did you guys actually make your first dollar, if if you're allowed to say, I guess? Uh, we made our first dollar in the first few months, actually. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. So we put up a we put up a fake ad, <laughs> which attracted other ads. <laughs> okay. Smart. So we put up an ad uh, for Blends Coffee. Thanks, Blends Coffee. <laughs> for being our first non-paying yeah, customer. They don't know. And then we had our first worry. advertiser, which was, uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're still around. I've, I've never used this service, but The Bachelor Plan. And they planned stags. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. They paid us $75 a month. And uh, that was our first revenue. We've been uh, profitable since day one. Oh, we started cool. on a free website. It's very cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. That's awesome. And you guys, did you guys at any point like do fundraising or anything like that? Or? No, no. We've, never, we've been bootstrapped since day one. Uh, I came on full time in 2014 okay. uh, of August. And uh, my goal was to further monetize. We had like four or five employees at the time full time. Yep. We were just reinvesting all the profits we made into the company and into our employees. Um, and I promised Karma, I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to make sure we get the revenues up so that you can come on full time as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, paid myself minimal, you know, got the revenues up to the goal like earlier than than I expected uh, by mm-hmm. December. And I was like, hey, Karma, come on full time. He's like, man, he's, go- he's like, I got a wife and a kid. I can't just like jump on full time. Yep. I got a pretty steady job right now. Yeah. And I'm like, just do it. Watch, I'll prove it to you. And then so a couple more months went by and he's like, all right, cool, I'm in. And yep. so then he came on full time March of 2015, and then wow. I think it just makes a big difference when the yep. when the founders are on full time. Yep. Yeah, but you guys took it took it very methodically and organically, and I think that's the story that we you know at Lunch Academy we were trying to tell is is like a lot of people think well there's this overnight success thing, but but I mean you're talking you guys started in what 2009 and 2008 2008 yeah, and it was July. what would you just say 2014 before you were like this is all I'm focusing on. Yeah. We didn't pay ourselves for six years. You can yeah. Say. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's an incredible story that I think not doesn't get enough light. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. like people think it's like, you just drop everything and you go do it for six months and, and, yeah. and away it goes. But if you want to build mm-hmm. something lasting and in your case, completely bootstrapped, yeah. that's, that's not an, an ordinary timeline. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about, what about going from, from Van City Buzz to, to Daily Hive? Like, and I, I guess the, the push for that was really like you didn't want to just be Vancouver anymore. You were right. You were going. So uh, before we switched over to Daily Hive as our brand name, we actually had expanded to Calgary as Calgary mm-hmm. Buzz. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I knew it was going to be an issue when it when it came to having different brands in different cities, just in terms of when it comes to the extra marketing costs, the admin, the layers, the offices and all that. 
scalability, I mean, you got to go with one name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided it was tough. We had built so much brand equity in Vanity Buzz. Yep. It was like, you know, we walked around the t-shirts of Vanity Buzz. People, <laughs> I had to stop wearing my t-shirt. <laughs> my Vanity Buzz t-shirt because everyone would just be like, oh, shit, Vanity Buzz, do you work for yep. Vanity Buzz? I'm like, oh, yeah. You got, yeah every <laughs> once in a while, you can, yeah. you can get that retro. I'm like, I'm the street team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so then we, uh, we made that decision. Uh, it was a business decision. Um, and still, after two years, after we had switched over to Daily Hive, people were still calling it Vanity Buzz and yep. telling me, to me, like, hey, how's Vanity Buzz going? <laughs> but It's uh, pretty awesome to know that you've built, like, a brand awareness so strong that it's hard to switch over. Like, it can, it's almost like a good sign that's annoying because now yeah. you want it to be gone, but... It was a good problem yeah. to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we still got it trademarked. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll bring it back one day in some sort of other form. Sort of retro. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was there, you know, internally, especially, like, between the founders, was there some kind of, like, turmoil? Like, dude, no, like, we, Van City Buzz is our baby. Like, why yeah. would we get rid Must of it? hard. No, because we're both like business people. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so there wasn't really Just no emotion. There was there definitely was like back and forth from both of us. Yeah. So I was like, okay, should we do it? Should we mm-hmm. not do it? Should we keep Van City Buzz, keep the rest daily hive? What do we do? And then like there's other things too, like SEO. Like we lost all of our SEO. Oh, right? Yeah, that's harsh. Um and so rebuilding all those uh, inbound links and yep. everything like it took time and we were on Google News we were doing really well with Vancy yep. Buzz on Google News high up there in the searches so yeah it was it took it took a couple of years to get that back get back, wow. back. yeah it's crazy that's a big move yeah. and that's a big pivot and people don't think about that it's just like a simple name mm-hmm. change but I guess in your industry that's so oh, massive and yeah, you've so now much. like sort of opened up like different brands within your brands right because when you go into your site like publications are like yeah yeah and those like actual brands and those logos like when i go on i actually recognize them as like an i feel like they're their own little brand you know so you guys have done really well into actually monetizing that and making it so that you can have multiple brands and just increases your brand awareness overall yeah thanks yeah Mm -hmm. and we're starting to notice that as well from the public where it's like hey how do i get on dished Right? Yeah. And that's our food category. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and yes, it's one of the most popular. <laughs> like I most, would imagine. Most popular <laughs> like, uh, uh, channel that we have. And then, you know, we have Urbanized for real estate, which is, you know, um, really real estate focused, of course. And then we have Venture, which we just launched, mm-hmm. which is focused more on, you know, business, business. tech and finance. Cool. Um, that's so awesome. That's, that, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. We want to really push a lot of you know local um, uh, tech content. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. So, so drawing back a little bit, I think one of the things about like that I love about Daily Hive is, is even when you entered the market, there was some very clear, what we call 900 pound gorillas in the market. Um, yeah. Post media, global <clears throat> mail. I, I don't know all the names, but yeah, but obviously they were all there. All the reasons and, not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's a million reasons not to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and especially like you mentioned, like to, to, you know, he, Carmen has a wife and a kid, right? Like yeah. that, that's not an easy, just wake up and decide mm-hmm. to do decision. Like what what kind of advice do you have you know entrepreneurs not not necessarily in in print or, or whatever but they see like the microsofts or, or whatever like what advice do you have for those guys that are that know that they have known entities in the market that they're competing in yeah i mean when it comes to a lot of those 900 pound gorillas like especially in the media business they're just so traditional and they have just so many layers and just they have unions and all this um and it's it's actually well, in retrospect it's pretty easy to break in into those industries mm-hmm. when there is so much of that you know bloatedness um and you're you as an entrepreneur you're much more agile 
and you can you know switch your business strategy in a day Mm -hmm. whereas a 900 pound gorilla it'll take a month right they got to go through freaking planning and mm-hmm. um you know multiple approval processes yeah. uh and then you know got to go to finance and this and this and that right whereas as an as entrepreneur starting up you can mm-hmm. like just switch just like that and we never had a plan like mm-hmm. we we just like recently started developing plans mm-hmm. um as we've gotten bigger because we want to make sure like obviously our employees are taken care of but we just went on instinct to be yeah. honest, for yeah. a long time. Yep. And it was just like, okay, this is not working. Switch to something else, right? Mm-hmm. The whole fail fast thing, whatever. Yep. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. What would you say one of the, you know, at least publicly, what are the biggest failures that you guys experienced early on? Uh, I don't know. We've had so many. Nothing's <laughs> been really, nothing's been really big. It's just like, sometimes, I guess maybe more, sometimes maybe we'd publish something we shouldn't have published. <laughs> <laughs> or sure sometimes, uh yeah like we we publish something that you know causes an uproar or whatever but it's it's yeah. fine media is a crazy <laughs> world to be in for sure you get yeah. so much judgment left right and center like that must be hard to navigate for sure yeah i mean but it's it's actually kind of funny um <laughs> when we read the comments yeah uh, on, on Facebook and people are really funny on the internet and <laughs> that's a nice way to say it. yeah, yeah. I think I'm about to put up the gifts we'll just say that. he's not funny <laughs> there's, there's people that were uh, we, we reposted an article we did this a few times and they would put up this back to the future gift like oh I've seen this post before <laughs> <laughs> and oh another other patio post that's so <laughs> funny yeah that's funny that's awesome but would you say um you're, well, you said Dished is your most popular. You, mm-hmm. um, what do you think that, like, in after Dished, what's the most popular kind of thing that what people are, What like are people reading? Yeah, like, right? what like, are people What do people reading? care about? Because we know people like food. Yeah. Food is, like, big. And that's never going to change, yeah. right? Like, Apart, people eat. Isn't it crazy that food just, like, <laughs> runs the world? Apart from it yeah. being vital, like, I'm thinking, You mean, like, like our body? Look, <laughs> like, like what's going with this? Yeah, no, but, like, look beyond it being something that we need to survive and yeah. just the culture oh, of food and the industry that it is in itself and how far it goes back. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. It's the most yeah. saturated industry, and yet it keeps just, like, growing and merging and fu- there's so much fusion happening. Yeah. But I'm just, like, going to this, like, Japanese-Mexican restaurant. I'm like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> People gotta eat. Yeah, right? <laughs> like gotta eat. And uh, Vancouver's actually had some pretty exciting uh, options over mm-hmm. the past few years, especially yep. of new places opening up, new different mm-hmm. types of cuisine and mm-hmm. you know better quality and different types of ice cream and like yep. mm-hmm. different fads and things. So, so yeah. beyond food, what are what are things that are getting read? A beyond lot? food, uh, would probably be news. People do want to be informed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any <laughs> particular type of news or yeah, uh, weather. <laughs> so we're so, so we're boring. bang on. So Humans we're bang on. <laughs> yeah. So there's no reason that our content shouldn't go viral because we did yeah. the food, we yeah. did the weather, yeah. We bring the guests, and that, that's the that's keep, the three steps, right? Keep being persistent. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. You'll, you'll get that's it. hilarious. Huh? What about what about from city to city? Like like, and this is me going on a hunch. I would find that perhaps Vancouver is more obsessed with reading real estate content. Mm-hmm. Big because you know mm-hmm. all of the factors that are going on. What about like compared to other cities? Like, are there specific issues in, in say Ottawa or I don't know Manitoba, wherever you guys are at, mm-hmm. that you're noticing like certain trends? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, there's different uh, tastes. Food is popular everywhere. That, that's yep. for sure. But when it comes to like reading habits and what people are interested in, yeah, definitely, you know, real estate in Vancouver, Toronto obviously is more like, you know, uh, uh, finance and, and sports and business and mm-hmm. is more that a city, you know, hustle, go, go, go. Um, it's just different topics. I mean, the, the channels uh, can, can be popular. Like, for example, oil is popular in Calgary. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> right? The oil industry and the pipeline issues and news. Um, the reading habits are different. Uh, people tend to read more in uh, in the evenings and nights in Vancouver, um, and, and during the day during work. Uh, but whereas in Calgary, uh, they don't read during the day because um, they're more on shift work, and oh, so so yeah, so they'll read more in the evenings. Um, That's fascinating. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. And those are things that we kind of just learn on the go. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. What about what about so so sorry? How many cities is Daily Hive in now? Four, yeah. Four different cities. So so I'm, guess, as well. I'm guessing there's staff in each city. So as you guys went from you know two three guys doing this while delivering mm-hmm. pizzas, working at blends, yeah, all yeah. that. Carmen worked at the same pizza place too. <laughs> Shout out to Supreme Pizza, Victoria Forty Ninth. Supreme, Supreme Pizza. pizza. That's yeah. how Supreme got popular. We're talking about the the streetwear brand, and she's like, <laughs> so so the. the Completely off topic. Like I, I gave um, Shade my old work laptop because she's starting to do more video editing and that stuff needs some more power. Yeah. And I had the Supreme sticker on it. So for like two years, people were like coming in, like give her this like dap. I like, know. I get so much street cred from a <laughs> nice. Supreme sticker. And I'm just like, I feel nice. like such an imposer that I feel the need to buy something Supreme because I just like... I, I'm tired of being a fake. I need to be part of this <laughs> hype game. So, I mean, shout out to Supreme. But besides that, I... I completely lost direction of where we were going <laughs> with this pizza. <laughs> yeah so from from there like and going into you know you guys we talked about office space off air right how do you scale culture and how did you guys decide like what kind of culture you guys guys want to want to build yeah well you know what i mean the business itself only gets easier you only get better at it it's just certain things you got to take care of finance wise and, and scaling on that for that but in terms of the culture, it, it's very important. Um, you really got to look when you're hiring for culture fits. Um, things can get out of hand. Um, you get the wrong hires and things get, can get toxic. Um, and it's not fair to the person that you're hiring as well because you're wasting their time too. Yeah. Um, so you got to really make sure that it's a good fit. And scaling wise, uh, you got to, I mean, you got to give autonomy for people to grow and, and make their decisions and become mm-hmm. managers. Um, and the trust, like before we used to know, uh, about everybody's performance and how they, they were, uh, doing, um, and if they were hitting their goals. And now we have to rely upon obviously the, uh, the middle management, yeah. uh, and, cool. and, and, you know, how they're performing and how their teams are, are hitting their goals and give them the autonomy to, to hire and mm-hmm. fire. Um, yeah, scaling wise, you gotta just really be careful of not hiring too fast. I've seen other companies, you know, hire too fast and we've been guilty in the past as well, just getting a little bit too bloated and like, mm-hmm. oh snap, like we got to make sure our revenues catch up mm-hmm. and uh, exceed so we can take the next step. Um, so you got to be, you, you, I mean, you get a bunch of money coming in, don't just hire right away. Just mm-hmm. ha- have a, you know, a, a thought process behind it. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. For Fair sure. Enough. And if you hire the right people, like they'll step up to the plate if things get like yeah very very busy yeah in that transition period of mm-hmm. kind of adjusting your the size of your team yeah so like, I feel like some founders are scared that they won't be able to handle the workload yeah but if you trust your employees to like go above and beyond in the meantime 
should be good to go. And, and sometimes it's 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 much better to pay ten or twenty thousand dollars more mm-hmm. for a role and get someone more senior and experienced uh, than to be cheap. Yeah, and hire a couple <laughs> and of people. And get like yeah. half the half the body or half the performance. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's fair enough. Switching switching. Uh, sides a little bit so you mentioned the the venture arm that's the brand new right so i know i know you're you're an investor in yourself as well but talking specifically about vancouver and specifically the the tech sector of, of business what do you see as its prospects or what are you not seeing or what do you think it's missing i think vancouver has a lot of potential i think it ha- hasn't gotten to the point where it can be not even close but we're definitely seeing some promising um, events taking place and things happening um, I think that Vancouver, it's very interesting how different it is from, let's say, Toronto um, and the West Coast in general is. Vancouver is a, a new venture city for sure. A lot of ideas come out of here. People are more creative. Everyone here usually has like a side hustle, very enterprising, mm-hmm. sometimes just to, you know, uh, survive. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Um, and uh, and it, we have, we take time out for more of a work-life balance, yep. uh, go for a hike and just be outdoors, mm-hmm. which leads to more ideas or smoking weed, whatever your cup of tea is, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas the East Coast in Toronto is more process-driven and is more inside the box and it's all about just straight work ethic and not so much about work-life balance. But I think if you can combine the two, um, it can lead to that you know, mindfulness, but also that work ethic, which can become you know, very powerful. So I think mm-hmm. in Vancouver, um, unfortunately we see a lot of companies that exit and then you see the you never see the founder again <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. they they buy a boat and they fuck off like they're gone they're enough money to just like chill yeah. on like a modest lifestyle for the rest of my life yeah like yeah and so like we need we need more unicorns in, in mm-hmm. vancouver we need to step it up with the ecosystem we need more leaders like people we, to put it back in yeah, people to put it back in and reinvest we need you know more unicorns that actually pay their employees well mm-hmm. um, as well so that you know they have a little bit of capital to invest in, in projects mm-hmm. um, and I think capital is is definitely one of the biggest weaknesses in Vancouver as well I mean even when it comes to like corporate sponsorships for like let's say New Year's Eve the fireworks which we we founded mm-hmm. um, it's so hard to get sponsors in the city mm-hmm. um, for such a easy like you know awesome event where they get so much brand recognition yeah and so capital for investment into tech companies as well is, is so difficult um and i hope that changes i mean we do have mm-hmm. apple and uh, amazon coming yeah. in on, on that georgia c- corridor there mm-hmm. and you're starting to see some some you know more office buildings uh, planned and pop up around that area i think that area is going to be uh, really special microsoft mm-hmm. is already there uh, as a great yeah. anchor as well. I'm excited to see that happen for sure. Yeah, there will definitely be a lot of growth in that area mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. startups as well. So that'll be exciting over the like mm-hmm. next five years or so. Um, so there's promise. There's yeah. more promise for sure. But it's just that we need more people to you know reinvest within the startup scene here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so so that that's actually a good good pivot as well. Like you're you're an investor yourself. Like what what do you look for in what you're investing in? And and what led you to choose in the I guess the companies you've already invested in? Yeah, so I invest in again 
it's cliche of like people, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, are they going to perform? Are they going to execute? Yep. Um, how hungry are they? Uh, how much blood, sweat, and tears are they able to put put in? Are they willing to put in? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, let's go with that. And I've invested in several companies, not only just in tech. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of the companies I've invested in and the you know relationships built. Um, some of them, like. Uh, like with the share share shed, I invested in that. They mm-hmm. exited. Uh, Daniel, right? Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, that's awesome. That that was awesome. Um, I invested in Nude Vodka Soda. Uh, Sweet, I know those yeah, guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those guys. So two years ago, they're they're good friends of mine. So I invested in Nude Vodka Soda, and you've seen that just blow up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we you know we had like Doing a well. partnership with Daily Hive as well to really <clears throat> get into the masses and, and build a brand. Uh, G Pack was these uh, pods for like uh, coffee. Okay. And, uh, 100% biodegradable. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw them. I think at a BC Tech or something. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, so, right? invested in them years ago. So at some point they're gonna go public. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for a liquidity event. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Victory Square Technologies mm-hmm. um, yeah. invested quite a bit in them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got like 23, I think 24 now. <laughs> companies in their yeah. portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing well. Uh, yeah, they're insane. They're fundamentally really strong. Their stock price sucks, mm-hmm. uh, but it'll it'll get there. <laughs> It'll s- slowly, hopefully, reflect their true worth, which is a lot more than what yeah. it is right now. <laughs> cool. Cool. So, for for startup founders that are out there today, maybe they're pre-seed, maybe they're they're just in their basement working. What what advice would you have for them? Just to, to you know, word of encouragement or whatever. Um, speaking from someone who's who's literally been in their steps, I mean, I I can't think of more entry level than pizza delivery. So, <laughs> so so it's like you know, it, it's a grind for sure. So, yeah. like, what advice would you have for those guys? Yeah, I mean, you just gotta keep grinding, and you gotta be able to um, let go of ideas that are not succeeding um, and uh, pivot as necessary. Uh, sometimes it could be drastically, um, and you gotta be persistent. You just gotta get over those humps, right? There's gonna be obstacles along the way. There's gonna be adversity, whether it be um, with their company or whether it be in life. And, you know, this intertwined, especially as a founder, it gets lonely sometimes as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So definitely, you know, having relationships uh, with other founders as well, talking about business and and the struggles, um, having a mentor or or a few, um, just being around just that culture in the scene where you can chill those ideas. Um, but you you get shit done, right? As Launch Academy says. Yeah. <laughs> he literally did another infomercial for for Launch Academy yeah. without saying your name. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah. Come hang out at Launch Academy. That's what we need to do. <laughs> yeah. Or or I guess one last question from me, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this. What about in terms of you know in your expertise leveraging media PR? Because um, I know I know there's a lot of founders that. It goes both ways. There's founders that like, you know, they get their first dollar and they're like hitting Daily Hive, hitting province, everybody up. It's like, dude, I got my first dollar. Write a story about me. There's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the wait a sec guy. Like every milestone they hit is like, they don't, oh, it's no big deal. Um, I'm just going to keep it for myself, mm-hmm. organic and not, not really celebrating and, and you know, leveraging media. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so where, where do you suggest for, for founders to stand? Like, how do they use media effectively and properly? And I guess even for, for people pitching you guys stories, like, like what, what, what goes through your mind, especially like they want an article on venture or something like that, right? Like what, what goes through, what should they be have ready? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> since capital is so scarce, right. In Vancouver, you gotta be very careful in terms of how you spend it. Uh, marketing is, is the most difficult thing um, to tap into when mm-hmm. you're a, a founder uh, and, of a startup. And uh, when it comes to media, 
um, depending on obviously what the product is, you got to go in. I think you really got to build that relationship. Um, and uh, hopefully you can just get, you know, an article done of some sort, some sort of exposure mm-hmm. by just mm-hmm. providing, you know, uh, either an inspiring or an amazing story, yeah. which uh, is that discretion of whoever you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you slip in some free product. Right. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and that works. Um, and maybe sometimes it's like, Hey, listen, uh, I don't have a lot of money. Uh, yep. this is all I got budget wise. Yeah. Help, help me out. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm a, I'm a startup founder and this mm-hmm. is all I got. And hopefully you guys can do something for me. Yeah. Um, and on daily high side things, we, we do take equity in companies as well. Uh, in exchange for marketing services, mm-hmm. uh, really good in the, on the B two C side of things, like mm-hmm. we've seen with Nude Vodka Soda, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got some more products on the way, which stay tuned. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, but we we will have some series as well too, like mm-hmm. hopefully uh, we'll bring some old ones back, like small business profiles and Vancouver mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. Toronto entrepreneurs and all that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So I think I think wrapping things up. Uh, Shade, Manny, any announcements from you yeah, guys? Well, it's for you, you. Is there anything you want to shout out and you think that people should know about that's happening right now in your world? Yeah. Um, shout out again to Supreme Pizza. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I, I'm actually I'm moving to Toronto. What? No. <laughs> is that is that breaking news again on our podcast? Yeah, here? yeah. Hey, listen, listen, listen. We just I'm spent a- like 45 minutes talking about how Vancouver <laughs> needs more people <laughs> like you. And now you're leaving us. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> I am a Vancouver boy. I am going to completely miss the, the scenery, yeah. the ocean, the mountains, the beauty, the nature. They don't have that in Toronto. They have yeah. a beautiful skyline, but yeah. there's no mountains behind it. No. It sucks. So I'm <laughs> definitely going to miss that. But I'm, the thing is, like, I, the energy there in terms of, like, the work ethic and making things happen and just the capital yeah. and just expanding the network. Like, here in Vancouver, kind of tapped out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We can really just meet with anybody mm-hmm. now. Um, it's like, okay, we got to kind of spread our wings, and Toronto should be funding yeah. our entire business, uh, if mm-hmm. not more. And so I need to be there as a chief revenue officer to really ramp it up on the business mm-hmm. development side of things uh, for that and also for networking. And, hey, our headquarters will always be in Vancouver. That's really exciting, yeah, though. Yeah, as long as... Uh, Karm, myself, and Farhan uh, own Daily Hive. We will always make sure that you know the headquarters mm-hmm. are in Vancouver because we're Vancouver boys first. Yeah, um, and that's what matters. And so, hey, maybe I can take some of that East Coast capital and bring it over here to the West Coast. Wouldn't mind that. <laughs> no, it was, it was funny. I was joking with them off air. He's like, so for those of you that can't see like our screens or whatever, um, and I guess for those of you listening to, he's wearing this raining chap sweater and. And, and again, like most people don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but it's, it's a Vancouver brand, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, Raining Champ has done well. There's, yeah. It's crazy because, so my, my girlfriend lives in Toronto as well, so that's another reason. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it okay. makes okay. sense now. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all adding up. Uh, <laughs> but like, she'll be like, hey, you know, we got this, we got this amazing cactus club or like this amazing, uh, you know, whatever it is, right? I'm like, oh, you know, that started in Vancouver, right? And she'll be like, what? And then after a while, she's just like, Oh my god! Does everything just start in Vancouver? <laughs> All right? the cool, only the cool stuff. Yeah, cool like this stuff, Joey man. and Earl's there. Yep. And like, yeah, um, Lululemon, yeah. Lush, Lululemon, Lush. Yeah, yeah. they all like Sage, like Aritzia? all the cool companies. Aritzia's See, that's too, the right? thing though. Yeah. Like, I think Aritzia started in. I, I, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, they're in, yeah, they're in yeah, Realtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ritzia's in Realtown. Yeah, um, all the cool stuff. But the new ideas and the new ventures, they, yeah. they start in Vancouver because everyone here is like, 
high on weed and think of new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Bolson, you think he wasn't smoking weed when he thought of... <laughs> we cannot say. <laughs> I don't even smoke weed, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, there is a lot of inspiration in the air here. And I do think like it re- goes right back to what you were saying, like having that work-life balance. Yeah. People have time to think. Yeah. I think that's the problem with East Coast. I don't think people have time to think. No. I was actually reading, or not reading, I was listening to this TED Talk of this girl who was saying how being bored is good for your creativity mm. and so you actually like need to spend time with nothing to do and allow yourself to be bored because yeah. then your mind is like really trying to come up with something to think about yeah. and will create new ideas and she got this like all her best ideas and she's like a serial entrepreneur when she was uh, pregnant and when the, her kid was like from one to three because she was at home and she said she was like the most bored in her life with her baby by herself and she thought of all of these ideas yeah, yep, and so she has like this whole thing and now she's like put studies into it and i totally believe it and i think vancouver people have time although <laughs> they're like bored. no no they like they allow themselves <laughs> to be bored even though they're like have like um, all these things to do and are overly ambitious with their time they'll go on like a four-hour hike by themselves yeah. where like all they have is is time to think you know yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I, I've solved so many business problems just through like meditation or walking mm-hmm. along the seawall or going for a hike. Like it's it, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allow yourself to be bored, people. Cool. So <laughs> yeah, you're gonna follow up that announcement. Um, <laughs> I'm moving to Toronto. <laughs> you came from the east. <laughs> no, I was in Montreal. I miss Montreal. Um, oh. No, a couple announcement on my well, not a couple. I have one. I have one announcement. We have an event coming up. Uh, we're gonna do a PR growth hacking launch talk on April 10th. So go on our website, look it up, sign up. We're gonna have um, Kathleen Reed, the managing director of Switchboard PR, doing the talk and talking about everything PR. So should be pretty pretty useful for any entrepreneur or people just working on their companies because you, you want to talk to guys like these guys yeah. you got to get through through that the yeah. pr thing content so so if any key. of any of what you PR guys have what we've talked about has resonated yeah. with you and you want to get more nitty-gritty april 10th is going to be the place to be just to to yeah. you know get get some more you know we're talking very high level obviously um don't spam him after with with your million pitch ideas yeah. but go to the event first and then we'll we'll talk afterwards yeah. um there you go. For sure. And and I guess for me, like we're we're always looking for new members. So if any of what Manny's described resonates with you guys, we take in launchpad members every single month mm-hmm. um, until we, you know, we run out of capacity. Uh, we're also definitely working with a lot of international entrepreneurs. If if there's anybody international looking at coming in here and, and relocating themselves to Vancouver, so it's you know, you know, reverse Manny. Um, <laughs> send us send us an email go on our website just uh, maple.launchacademy.ca have a quick check it doesn't hurt um, there's a lot of different very beneficial reasons to be in Vancouver as Manny suggested um, and it's not just about weed there's a lot of business decisions too <laughs> ideas um, new ventures and ex- speaking of weed by the way again but do you see how Toronto has stolen like our cannabis like that's the west coast <laughs> yeah. so many offices now the headquarters are like in Toronto because they got the capital They've been snatching up the companies yeah. here in BC. But, but we got the goods. Yeah, we got the goods. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to wrap this up, guys. <laughs> oh, I did want to mention, um, before we do wrap things up, a shout out to all of our companies who've made it onto the Ready Rocket. The yep. Ready to Rocket. Ready to Rocket. List, which is amazing. I think we've got like five alumni, 
More? No, the, five alumni. There's at least five alumni and at least three to five current companies yeah, that, that are yeah, on there. Yeah, and one of them is the our startup visa company, which is so exciting because yep. to have just gotten here and like I don't know how long the Clicksitter get here. So, so just so many of you guys call yeah. cut up. Clicksitter is one companies that we I probably chatted with <laughs> year year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have the biggest babysitter app in in Brazil. Babysitting is a huge problem in Brazil because everybody's working insane hours, so they mm-hmm. need people to watch their kids and stuff like that. And and babysitting is actually a new concept in mm-hmm. Brazil. Like they usually have nannies or families and stuff like that. Just just like you know ordering somebody yeah. to come in watch your kids like the safety the security all that um it's a big issue um and so so you know they they they're the biggest babysitting app in brazil by salar and then they've decided to move move to canada and kind of extend their services here um and so when i talk as a husband and wife team super super sweet family um so we were able to help them you know get settled get incorporated in canada settled here they're they're pitching all the time they're winning pitch contests Mm -hmm. all the time and and all over the place and they yeah. just got named uh, one of the next ready to rocket companies so insane they've only been here so for like less than a year they've been here less than a year they don't even officially have their pr yet at least at least yeah. you know as of as far as i know right this moment um should be getting it in the next month or two um but that's that's what excites us right and you guys mentioned being bored the the program that that click center went through maple came out of us being bored <laughs> frankly yeah, and, yeah. and this this is another scoop right yeah. and i'm going off topic again but but you know when when we do the same things time and time out, and we've been together uh, at Launch Academy for for seven years now, right? And and we like you said, like we know most entrepreneurs in town, and so what was really interesting for us is to work with like, okay, so what's going on globally, yeah. right? Like how can we help those companies with all the knowledge, all the mentors that we've attained here? How can we kind of build more and grow more? And international was was the next step for us. But a large part of that had to do with like, okay, well, what keeps that fire going? Yeah. Right. And and I think that's important in any business is is you have to have something that that has something that's unreachable yet. Yeah. Um. And I think chasing that is 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 what makes it fun. And, and I think you guys got a lot of stuff to grow too. And we need to work together in Vancouver. That's the yeah. other thing, mm-hmm. right? Like as you know, uh, big advocates of Vancouver yep. and the scene here. We need to uh, make sure that we combine forces, yep. whether it be on the marketing side of things, whether it be through you know Launch Academy and everything, just mm-hmm. putting it together. We need more headquarters in, in Vancouver exactly. and uh, build upon the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. Thank yeah. you guys very much. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the food. There's still a couple flavors left. You guys want to do that off air. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, who's coming up next? Who's coming up next? I think I think we have a Jay from Eventbrite who's coming up next. He he recently exited the Launch Academy alumni, um, built a very very successful events company. Nice. Uh, now exited to to Eventbrite, and I think he works there now. So we'll be yeah. catching up with him in a couple weeks. Um, we're super excited. That's gonna be our twentieth episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we weren't sure Ray was gonna let us do the second episode. So so this yeah. I guess it's a mini milestone. We'll we'll bring some cake maybe or something yeah. to celebrate. And so we I'm only not have two sure. episodes left until we wrap until up season wrap up two. season two. Um, so super excited about that. Thank you again, Manny, for coming on. If you guys want to know more about, um, our podcast and all this stuff, make sure you're subscribing on iTunes, all this stuff, Lunch Academy, Launch Academy. I I think either way you can find us. I don't think there's a Launch Academy podcast. Um, but also Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that jazz LinkedIn too. I think it's Launch Academy HQ. You can, you can add us uh, to the socials and we'll do kind of mini clips. I know a lot of you guys can't see the visuals on this, but, but we got, we'll get some cool pictures onto there afterwards. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Manny. Any last words for all of you guys? Bye. Peace. <laughs> all right. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>